Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. I am Skull Hunter James, aka the Architect, and with me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Skull Hunter Games, aka Jordan. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up? Uh, it's Christmas time, and as always, we can't have a podcast alone, so we had to get some friends. We got Joseph, and we got Charles with us. What's going on, people? How you doing? We were we were gonna have more, but you know it's the time of year. We really don't. Everyone's kind of busy with their own thing. We're just the only people with no lives. Um, so, uh, thank no, you. I, I actually, I, this is a time where we have no excuses. Like I'm, yeah. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm on my computer most of the time. So anytime somebody sends me a message, they know. All right, Joseph is going to ignore us purposely. <laughs> there's, there's the only can. So we give him five minutes. But otherwise, he's yeah. We know exactly where that guy is. That is. Yeah, and I was fair. looking forward to doing another one of these with you guys anyway, since we enjoy not doing what we normally do on Saturdays today. That, that that too, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we uh, this is actually a fun surprise because uh, Joseph knew about ten minutes ago that he was joining us. So yep. uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome back to the podcast, Joseph, and welcome back to the podcast, Charles. Um, so we have a few topics to talk about today, but first I want to start off with like a little. Uh, I don't want to call it a segment. Um, let's start off with uh something Christmas related. So um, just I want you guys to talk about. What are your plans for Christmas, or what what gift do you know that you're getting that you're most excited about? Mm -hmm. All right, so go ahead, um, Charles. I'll let you start off. Um, I'm not really even sure what the heck I'm getting. I, I this year is probably like the first time in like my entire life I didn't freaking snoop it around or anything. So, whatever the heck I get, besides something I know my grandmother got me from Ollie's forever ago, but that I asked her to get for me, it's freaking. I don't know what the heck. It's going to be a surprise. I'm going to get something that'll be awesome, but I don't know. I'll find out next week. Yeah. What about you, Joseph? Um, so I've been in my uh, my new apartment with my girlfriend for about four months, which reminds me, if I disappear, I have to <clears throat> buzz her in. And we just finished setting up our, our, our couch and our TV. Uh, nice. So we, we we sunk our teeth into Resident Evil 3 Remake, or Resident Evil 3 Make, as they should have called it. Yes. And so for me, I finally feel like com like our apartment is complete, you know, mm -hmm. within the, a, like a 9% uh, margin of error. But the one thing that I want right now, really the only thing that's kind of like left on my list, is I want a beta access key to Diablo Immortal. I might be the only person who is unironically excited to play that game. I have... I, I have... Um, I have one of these. You've probably seen them on Instagram, but it's these portable monitors. So if a, oh. if a phone emulator doesn't work um, for it, what I'm going to do is plug my phone into that monitor and then play Diablo Immortal on a bigger screen. That that is a that is a plan and a half. All right, Jordan, uh, what about you, man? Um, obviously, I have no idea what I'm getting this year uh, because I don't snoop anymore. Um. No, um, so the one thing I would be excited to get, um, not gonna lie, because I'm so, like, obsessed with work, um, honestly, anything streaming related, so, like, a stream deck, I don't have that, that would be amazing to get, or workout equipment, uh, I work out on a daily basis, two hours a day, that's when I do my business training and stuff like that, so, anything that's workout related or stream related, I'll be super excited for, but, I don't, I don't know what I'm getting because my, uh, I don't have a girlfriend who wants to tell me what I'm getting and buy it in front of me. Know that you're getting it. I think we know who we're talking about here. 
Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'll go next. Um, fun story, actually, when the pandemic first started, I was also looking for, like, at-home gym equipment. And I was looking just the other week, and unless you're going to pay, like, scalpers or, like, overpriced, they're actually still sold out or really hard to find mm -hmm. for some at-home workout equipment. So that's that was actually still surprising to me. But for Christmas, um, what we're doing is, me and my wife, we actually just... We uh we just bought a house, so we're gonna be moving into that in a few months once we have their contractors go through and do their thing. So that's gonna be fun. But I think the thing I'm most excited for, other than the house, would have to be um my wife got me a gaming chair. Nice um, from secret from a secret lab. It's the uh, secret lab with Cloud Nine, like their little partnership. Mm -hmm. Um, I got that. So that's that's gonna be really fun and super comfortable because um when I got out of the Marines, I had to have reconstruct a back surgery so i'm using a little uh dinky walmart office chair right now so it'll be a major upgrade um and you were kind of taking jabs there jordan um it's not the it's kind of hard to buy each other against me and my wife because we're married and we share a bank account and we both are very um particular with our finances so we will check our account regularly to make sure like what we have what you know Stuff like that, so it's inevitable that you're gonna see something gone or a certain purchase made or something like that. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, me and me and my girlfriend only been together for three years now. Um, we we've lived together for three years also, but uh, yeah, I we don't share a bank account, but that's also a big reason taxes. That's a big thing. I can't tell you all the things mm -hmm. you can get away with if you're separated and don't have a shared bank account. So it definitely helps out and makes us not get audited immediately as soon as it comes that time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but no, also, all in all, it's good. At least you know what you're getting, so you know you're going to like it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Me and my wife, first of all, my wife hates surprises, and she can't keep secrets. Oh. Um, I was literally I was literally just in the shower, and then she was she was like, she like walked in, was talking to me, whatever like that. I was just... Just sitting there, and then all of a sudden I start talking about gaming chairs because I've been wanting a gaming chair for like six years now. Mm -hmm. Um, I start talking about them, and if you guys remember a few years ago, the DX Racer chairs were like the top of the line. Like if you had mm -hmm. a DX Racer, you were king of the world. Yeah. But then Secret Lab, Secret Lab, and like companies like Secret Secret Lab came out with like the thicker chairs. They don't look like the cool racing chairs, but they they went for more quality and comfort rather than design and sleekness. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just, you know, talking about to her about that and tell her how much I've really wanted a secret live chair. And it was just, she's sitting there just going, just like, you know, that kid where it's like his veins are popping out. And he's like, because he can't like stop talking or whatever like that. That's how she was trying to not tell me that she got me the chair, but it came out. Well, all right. I mean, you know what? It's that time of year for giving. That's all I can say. And uh, yeah. I mean, you get a gaming chair. It's not gonna be like this, but you know, you, you get something. You get something nice. So that's an. Hopefully, your chair will turn out better than the one I have that I'm looking at right now. Which we can got from Walmart. <laughs> like one of the ones you just sat on the floor and you spoke, and you you don't have something propped up against behind it. You'll be leaning like all the way freaking back, and it's like holy crap. Dude, Ch lean back. Charles I love that song. <laughs> Charles is like, yeah. Hopefully, that chair is better than the one that I'm currently not using. <laughs> <laughs> Speaks so much oh. to the quality of it. It's so good. It's, I mean, it's so good. There, and I happen to be in a sitting position right now, but that's just a coincidence. 
There's actually a two it's by so four good. behind my chair. I know exactly what he's talking about. There's a two by four right back here. You can't see it, but I can't link back. Right. If you guys had like weren't worried about looking uh, uh, ridiculous, uh, which I know the pressure is more on Jordan, especially because you're you're streaming and you're on video a lot. But if there's like a perfect position, uh, and there's a tool that can get us into that perfect gaming position, even if it looks absurd, like a, like a board that's on an incline like this, and I would just lie back like that, and then the monitor would be on an angle towards it. Because then the, the big thing that concerns me is I have a, I have abysmal posture. Like my, my, my head is, it, it curves in a way that, well, if I turn to my side, I might be able to absorb or avoid a jab thrown directly at me. Like, so I, I'm obsessed with like trying to lean back as much as I can. Mm -hmm. uh, even these chairs, they just they don't they don't do it. But a board at a 45 degree angle would be so good for me. I would just I don't know look like a high tech vampire. And they gotta have live you, too. Uh, have you seen those gaming rig setups of like the people who like sit in the chair and then like it's automated and moves mm -hmm. and like it uh... almost puts you at the exact angle you're talking about and you see you see it for people who are like big and like. Microsoft Simulator and uh, Flight Simulator. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, yeah like, I saw one that's like also looks like a, a robotic scorpion, which is it's cool and awesome. all. But the, I just want to know about the ergonomics. <laughs> I seen yeah. one like years ago, freaking when Attack of the Show was still a thing with, that showed like, like the whole setup of like the inside of a PC in a fridge. I'm down, dude. G4 TV is back. How exciting is that? Then we'll talk. Dude, X Play was my favorite show growing up. I loved that show. Loved no. Attack I, of the Show too. That was really good. I'm. Uh, I, I thought for a second there I was about to be the outlier, but I think uh, Jordan might be on my side on this. But I'm not a fan of that channel. Nope. Um, when I was in the eighth grade, uh, I around like 13 years old, and I'm 31 now. For those of you who just need that frame of reference, there was a channel called Tech TV, and Tech TV was before it was Attack of the Show. It was called the Screensavers. Before it was X Play, it was called Extended Play. Now, my parents had just installed Satellite, and I, I begged them for months to subscribe to Tech TV because after like the the week long free trial, I was in love with the channel. And then they give the subscription. And not more than a weekend later, G4 merges with Tech TV. And it wasn't a merger so much as it was uh, osmosis, where slowly Tech TV was receding and G4 was taking over. And then, like I said, screensavers turned into Attack of the Show. Um, X-Play, which did transform beforehand, it, it, its tone changed. And they seemed to attack Nintendo a lot more often, which uh, to me reeked of uh, some some backdoor payments from some other companies. Who, and uh, for me, so they just rubbed me the wrong way uh, because I loved Tech TV. It was mature. It was classy. It. I mean, there was like a, a grimier side to it too. There was like a late night show called Unscrewed with Martin Sargent. So I think if I was just like channel flipping and I just came to G4 naturally, I bet I would have no problem with it whatsoever. But because it it absorbed something that I was truly in love with, I I, I don't know, I just, I can't make peace with that. And it, it could very well be a nostalgia thing for me. Like I haven't seen any of the new G4 stuff. I just remember as a kid watching X play Attack of the Show, um, American Ninja Warrior when that was the outlet to watch it. Actually, I think it was just Ninja Warrior. I think it was, they were not American actually now that I think about it. Um, 
but I remember the stuff as a kid. And that happened to me a lot. Like, I remember, like, oh, yeah, this movie was so good. And then I, I'll watch it, like, at my current age. And I'm like, wow, this – I really had some nostalgia glasses on, didn't I? And so that that can very well be the case for G4 TV. But from what, like you said, 13, 14-year-old James thinks, um, you know, I loved it. But, you know what I mean? And also, I'm a I'm a wrestling fan, and they have uh, Xavier Woods is just got hired to be one of the hosts of the new shows, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I will say too, there were a bunch of shows that I thought were uh, quality content. Icons was excellent. They they dug deep into different figureheads in the gaming industry. Um, Cinema Tech was quite good, especially when they started going like offbeat and they started showing footage from games that weren't even released in the states. So I enjoyed that one a lot. Uh, X Play, of course, was like a mainstay. I would, I, I, I took a, I took as much of a thrashing as I could hold. But that whole channel, they had it in for Nintendo. I, I still remember uh, Kevin Pereira when they did that gaming show called uh, Pulse, which was like a news show, and he did this piece about how eventually Nintendo will go the way of Sega and they won't make consoles anymore. And well, <laughs> not only is that not true, but the Nintendo Switch is doing damn good. Yeah. Um, so I, for one, hope he doesn't forget that uh, that incorrect prediction. Yeah, and, and I'll that's one thing, uh, and then I'll then I'll uh, and I'll zip for a second. But <laughs> you know how like there's always like that cynical, uh, but also um, less mainstream side of the internet stuff, like uh, something awful. Well. I don't know if you guys have seen this clip, but one of the writers and contributors to somethingawful.com, David Thorpe, he was a guest on Attack of the Show once, and he did this whole bit where he was just trying his best not to sell the website on the viewers. Uh, Kevin asks, so what's great about the website? And he says, nothing. There's nothing actually good about it. It's going to take you quite a while to find any meaningful content. Uh, one of our creators was just incarcerated. <laughs> David Thorpe, um, Kevin Pereira, it's, it's like... From for, for for my side of the internet, it's like it, it's it's legendary. That's great. Oh, so speaking of things that were great or maybe not so great, um, we talked about last episode about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, um, oh, stinky. Oh, oh, stinky. So Sorry, before I get into the actual, I want to go news, look this up on my uh, PlayStation Network store. Yeah, it, <laughs> good segue. I need to some trouble finding it here. Uh, how do you spell that? You spelled Cyberpunk. I'm sure it's 2077. Or, or you could go for the brand new Listen. Christ Punchers that I originally thought the name was. <laughs> I thought it was Christ Punchers. Turned out, no. Listen, you know what? This is this is our fault because we didn't play the first 276 games. So this is our fault. Uh, but no, if you're having trouble finding it on the PlayStation Network, you are not alone. Oh, so, um, as we talked about last episode, um, it had a buggy launch. People wanted their refunds. Uh, CD Projekt Red, the developers behind Cyberpunk 2077, put out a statement saying, hey, uh, get your refunds at point of purchase, whatever. We're sorry. But if you stick with us, we will promise we're going to patch the game. It'll be great. Um, they're kind of going down the No Man's Sky Sky route, which it's it's being compared to a lot because No Man's Sky had a huge launch. People were so, super hyped for it, and then it didn't quite deliver. Um, but I will say I saw somebody playing the game the other day on stream, and it's very – looks looks way better. Mm -hmm. It looks almost closer to what they promised at the beginning than – yeah. Uh, a credit to the internet historian, by the way, for doing the 
what's called the engooding of no man's sky a whole youtube video dedicated to this if i had if i didn't see that video i would never have known that they even worked on no man's sky afterwards but it turns out they got right back into it and they delivered on most if not all of the features that they had mm -hmm. talked about prior to release uh, which has made that game very high on my uh, watch to playlist. Yeah. Uh, well, one game that's not very high on your want to playlist is probably Cyberpunk 2077. Um, the issue with it right now is after they uh, said get your refunds at point of purchase, um, and if you do want to stick with us, we'll patch the game up. We'll, you'll like it. Well, Microsoft, uh, Steam, there was no issues with that. They People were getting the refunds. Sony was a little late on giving refunds. But what they decided to do was like, you know what? We're going to give you all your refunds, so you shut up. Um, but what they did was, because it's costing them so much money, because something with the... I'm not a finance, or I'm not an accountant. Um, but the way it was, was PlayStation was still losing money on the whole fact of this. So what they did was they just took the game completely off of the PlayStation Network. And they're no longer, there's no more uh, PS4, or PS5 copies being shipped out at the moment. This is a very temporary thing. And who knows, by the time this episode comes out, there may, it may be back on a PlayStation network. But as of right now, you cannot buy Cyberpunk 2077 for PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. If I didn't know what the issue was, the issue, sorry, the issue I would have guessed was that they didn't want players to exploit the game where they would buy it, download it, play it a bunch, say, well, this is not a one, it's too buggy. Uh, even though I, I cleared it 100%, it's just way too buggy. And then they get it refunded. So that would have been the logic that I would have uh, assumed they were going for. Yeah, that could be it. Um, my thought, that's that's actually a, a clear thought process of what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking a lot more cynical. I was thinking like, oh, PlayStation doesn't want to, they want to just cut their losses. They want to cut bait, let go. Um, they just see this game as a failure and they don't want anything to do with it. They don't want to have to waste their money on it or anything like that. And I could be wrong. Um, like you're, What you said could very well be true. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on the story? And it's, on, it's continuously ongoing. Um, who knows by next week, maybe Cyberpunk 2077 will start generating real-life figments into the, into the real world and they start killing people. I don't know. Um... But this story just keeps going on and on. What do you guys think? What's up, Charles? I said that was that's like some Matrix crap right there. It wishes it was the Matrix. <laughs> there's there's no evidence of that. I mean, they got Keanu Reeves involved, but there's there there's no there's no correlation there. I didn't even put two and two together. <laughs> oh God! Just a group. What of What are you nerds. doing, Neo? Which of you guys want to go first? Wake up. The first thing he says, wake up. Mm, gee, where have I heard that before? Hmm, don't where, know. <laughs> why is Keanu Reeves telling me to wake up? Wait, what are those pills doing? <laughs> um, so actually, so I wanted to make a point, but this is actually more a point about Sony. So what I've always characterized about th their brand is that they value, I think, the gameplay experience. Um, I point to Uncharted <laughs> as probably the main example of this, is that, uh, yes, they, make, they want people to play games, but their games really focus on the theatrical experience. And I think that speaks to Sony's own theatrical experience as well, because they're also in the movie industry. So I think for them, for a game to come out and to be such uh, an abhorrent experience where people are constantly taken out of it, on principle, that makes sense. Um, I, I think Xbox, I think Microsoft leans more towards the, the, the core gameplay 
and obviously they lean heavily into the online gameplay. Then Nintendo is just fun box, right? They just want people to have a good time and the more social uh, unless, within proximity. Unless you're playing Brawl online, then they don't want you to have fun. No, and I tried. I tried. I still, I still remember this one time, me and a pit. We, you were forced, by the way, to do like free for all. You couldn't do one on one unless you're playing with a friend. And so people would like pick out who they disliked the most and would just separate and have two separate one on ones. So I still remember this pit that really got under my skin. All right. Um, any closing thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077? Because we're most likely, oh, for those of you um, that don't know, here's a little inside baseball. Uh, this is going to be our last episode of the year. We will be back at the beginning of 2021, but we decided we're going to take the, the holiday season off, spend some time with family. Um, we recommend you guys do the same if possible. Um, Keyword, so yeah, if just possible. letting you guys know. So we're just letting you guys know that now. Um, but yeah, any closing thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077 before the next episode when we talk about it again? I, I, got, I got one. And that is that right now, Cyberpunk is still, I mean, shooting amazing numbers. Um, they're doing great. Like, still, even though they're getting refunds back, their numbers are still up there. And I think it's because it's a $60 game. I think that is. But I, I will state this. If you did want to play it on Epic Stores right now, on the PC, it's nineteen ninety nine. You can buy it for yeah, it, twenty bucks. Earlier, when I said Steam, I meant I meant I meant the Epic Store, not Steam. Sorry, that was you're you're you're, you're used, good. I, I was just like, you know what? I use I use Steam a lot, so that was just you mm -hmm. know when I think of playing on a computer, I think Steam, but I forgot that mm -hmm. Epic has a store that is actually significantly better than Steam. But you didn't hear that here. Um, okay. Oh, one last thing. Sorry, I have I have one final comment. Um, so I want to do an over under. If you know, don't say anything. Okay. But over under on how much the CD Projekt Red developers have lost money wise. Or else you go first. Um, I was gonna say it's probably like a, quite a, like a few million at least because people are like having you know, like the refunds and everything since they're just like an Xbox exclusive exclusive at this point. So you know. Probably like a few millions. Probably what they've lost. Well, uh, you are under, Joseph. I, I'm having a hard time like quantifying this, so I'll pass. But what I will say, actually, okay, well, I'll just say I'm going to say 11 million, just to throw a number out there. Uh, yeah. But what I thought was interesting is I was on Twitter today doing my uh, my rotations, my rotes. And they're still advertising the game, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so people will comment on it saying, read the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, uh, but you are under, Jordan. Uh, I'm going to say 25 million. You are also under. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say the number and I will be right because I know it. Okay, wait, 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 wait. One more, one more, one more. 32 million. Under. What? CD Project well uh CG Project Red developers have lost in wealth one billion dollars because of the launch of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Wow. 
Anybody else have a Breaking Bad flashback there? <laughs> <laughs> yep, a little bit. It started creeping in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I was I was going for that, but also. Oh uh, yeah. Well, you're Don't you're about ninety nine billion off though. <laughs> no, actually, oh, no. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I take that back because there was a point where it's like one billion dollars, and it was like, okay, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My my apologies. Right. Oh no, you're good. Uh, but yeah, this that's just that's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. first off, I don't even have I don't have a billion dollars surprisingly. Um, so I couldn't imagine losing a billion dollars. Like I'm kick, I kick myself in the butt when I'm like on my way to the vending machine at work and I lose a dollar or something. Like, I just that's insane. I, I'm sorry. I just want to be clear on one thing. So when I hear losing, I'm think like, like Yu Gi Oh points dropping like life points. Yeah, more like speculatively, like if they projected how much they were supposed to earn and now those projections are no longer realistic um yes okay it's it's partial partially so when i say they've they have lost what so the exact phrasing that is the correct terminology is they have lost one billion dollars in wealth that is the phrasing that every article i've read uh you know game byte ign all them they've all said it in that phrasing and what they mean by that is you're right it is projected by looking at like the pre-order sales amount of advertising spent the amount of money going into like salaries um equipment stuff like that and then the return on investment stuff like that and they are very red right now okay i feel like that number makes a little more sense now no it's not the game that launched that made them lose one billion like they didn't even get half of that and that's not the only problem that they have and that was something i was gonna say but i didn't want to interrupt you guys Oh, no, always, always feel free to interrupt us, especially yeah, this like, group of people. Shut your mouth. Uh, and this group of people, just feel free to interrupt us. <laughs> yeah. I, I caught okay. myself there, but I won't catch myself in the future. Because uh, I was going to say that as much as I love watching YouTube videos of just, like, people just falling to the ground <laughs> in the world to their deaths or whatever, and our vehicles just getting yeeted from across the map, um, I've been hearing things about what's been going on with that company and everything, how... The whole refund thing started. It was like they were throwing PlayStation under the bus about it, telling people to go to them about it. And then PlayStation was like giving them the middle finger and freaking telling them that they had to, you know, they were going to give them the refunds and everything, and they were going to take it out of the store and everything. But also, I've been hearing about how there's issues with CD Projekt Red and how that company's practically falling apart at the seams. And it still just amazes me, you know, like this game gets taken off the market, but 76 Anthem. And all the other crap games that have come out in the past few years that have these kind of issues, they still stuck around. Yet this game is like the first one in my memory that's still on the that got taken off the site and everything. So that I briefly was... pictured in my mind that there are now it's gotten to the point where there are bugs in the CD Project Wet office where people are like no clipping through the walls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Before before we talk about how Charles literally turned red by his anger there. Um, I seen that too. I was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> yeah, he's he's very mad. He you could tell he bought Fallout seventy six and was not happy about this conclusion. <laughs> um, uh, um, but what my favorite thing I saw was multiple people. Uh, I've seen videos of it where they'll be playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and they'll be one of the characters in a wheelchair, and then they punch the dude in a wheelchair. You know, as you do, 
and, <laughs> and, the dude, and the dude stands up and runs away. <laughs> what? The man in the wheelchair? What? <laughs> the man in the wheelchair will get up and run away after you punch him. Okay, hang on. I'm downloading the game now. I then. <laughs> Uh, the no. new, the new cyberpunk just sold me. He's got questionable paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> See, people, people like that who sits in a wheelchair, gets punched in the face, and just get up and walk away. Either a Jesus just punched him, or b he's a liar. <laughs> he's probably the Maybe. same guy who parks like this in a handicap spot. Maybe there's like a there's a there's an antagonist in the game that no one's actually gotten to yet that is has been glitching the game. And so all of these glitches and these bugs are actually like a faction that are not nah, this. I, I think that's a great idea for a concept. But yeah, just, that'd be see, see, no, what, what you're describing is what a good game would play like. Oh, oh. that would make the online if it was still going. Say again. That or if you, the Matrix Online video game, which was an old MMORPG game back in the day, for the, that was supposed to be a continuation of the Matrix trail, you know, storyline and everything when that was still a thing. <laughs> That's going to be our conspiracy theory that people get from the show is that Cyberpunk 2077 is just a continuation sequel off of the Matrix. <laughs> you know what? We, uh, we solved it here. Maybe well, we that's how we get famous. Uh, yeah, I'm still yeah, upset. Yeah, that. I didn't get any... Uh, we talked about this last episode. I didn't get any videos of anybody on a skateboard spinning around in a circle blowing vape smoke. Making a little cyclone of it, so... <laughs> it's been a I'm week. Upset about yeah, people need yeah, time to practice and perfect the art. True. Um, oh, Alright, so... Now that we're finally done about cyberpunk 2077 um we could talk about a new game that we saw a trailer for during it was either during the game awards or right after the game awards um arc 2 has been announced um vin diesel is uh mocapping and the character either the main character or the character you play as there's no bit it's just it was just a little teaser trailer that came out um for those of you who don't know arc survival evolved came out Years ago, it's if you took rust and were to put it in dinosaur times, like prehistoric times, that's what Ark is. You start off naked in the middle of nowhere and you basically have to start punching trees and stuff like that like you would in Minecraft to survive. And then eventually you can ride dinosaurs and stuff like that. Yep, you can this corral them, you can paint them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this was a sequel in my mind that I didn't know that we needed. But it, looking at the teaser trailer, it looks kind of cool. Like I'll, I'll probably play it. Like I played the first arc. I have it on. I have it on. I, I have it on almost every console I've owned. So I mean, it's just one of those games that it's fun to play if you have like a bunch of a group of friends, kind of mm -hmm. like Rust. If you have a group of friends, it's fun to play. Um, yeah. Um, uh, what, what are your guys' opinions? If you saw the trailer and if you didn't, just tell me what you think about a caveman Vin Diesel riding a dinosaur. Okay. Um. I haven't seen this trailer. Um, I have not seen that. Um, but from what you just described to me, I'm a big Vin Diesel fan. <coughs> I'll probably play it. I've only played Ark one time, and it was on the Xbox solo, and it was the worst experience I've ever had. Um, so maybe want to get some friends together. Maybe there are some streamers out there who play Ark. 
I might be I might be uh, trying to flag to someone specifically, but you know, yes. if you, yes. if you yeah, play I... Ark, you know what? I might I might join you. Might join you one day. That is, that is a very specific small community you just targeted. Yep. One well, person. I'm stuck. I, I have try. no idea who you could possibly <laughs> be referring to. Must be must be Charles. I take it away, Charles. So yeah. So uh, I, I thank you for bringing it up because I, I mean, this is, it came into my mind, but I uh, wasn't sure if I was going <clears> to <throat> touch on it or not. But so the uh, the Twitch stream that I uh, I'm a regular on uh, Twitch TV slash G U U D J A H slash Guja. It's one of like their core one of their core games is Ark, and I'm not I don't participate in it uh, just because time management. But the the beauty of these games is that they are a great re way for the for a any community to have something persistent to work on. Some communities will play an MMORPG where everyone's pulling their resources into a guild. Um, Minecraft is a popular one too, uh, but Ark is Minecraft with dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. I, um, I think that the thing that I and, and what, looking at the the footage for Ark, uh, it all looks good. But I would like to see something with um, just a bit more polish, I guess. Not not a lot, but it, it's, sometimes I look at some of the clips and things have gotten pretty out of hand in in those arc clips on my, on my friend's channel. Like they're a, half, more than half the dinosaurs are pink, and the whole base is pink. So I'm getting very slight second life vibes from it. So I think the thing for me that I'd like to see <laughs> is maybe just a little bit more cohesive look in the world. But that's me. Like I I, I haven't played it. Also, I just want to say Vin Diesel is a seal of approval because that mm -hmm. guy is a dedicated passionate nerd uh, i believe he is at least a DD &D player uh, oh yeah. my goodness would i love to have him as a dm oh man that yeah, would be, he, that would be uh, he did come out and state that he played DD &D for a long time period him and there's another big actor that you wouldn't believe that would play they actually ended up saying that they yeah they played DD. &D. and i'm currently watching um, the trailer right now uh for it just on the side, it looks great. Like right now, I can truly say it looks fantastic. Henry Henry Cavill, um, the the man behind the current uh, Superman movies, um, and he's currently the Witcher. He uh, he's getting in like he's getting scolded by the uh, Witcher production crew currently because he bought the new uh, thirty eighty, and um. They're saying that he hurt his leg on. He got hurt on set. They're saying he hurt his leg on purpose so he could play on his new PC or something like that. Oh, I mean that man. That he's a true gamer. Yeah, and also D and D. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's obviously very um, important to uh, gaming community and the nerd community at large. But it has huge roots in acting and theatrics. Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah, act actors should play D and D. It's a great way to embody a character and be forced to stick to that character for prolonged sessions, which is great practice for being on, say, like a TV show or just any long form content. Yeah, I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Um, if you have Tabletop Simulator and Discord and you want to start a D&D &D group, uh, if you're a DM, hit me up Same. because I would, I would love to be a part of one. I haven't been in a campaign in two years almost, so about four for that's me. something um but like i said i have tabletop simulator um i know there's other ways you can do it now so yeah that'd be i think that'd be cool all right uh charles did you have anything to say about arc or yeah, Diesel? i was gonna say that i've seen the trailer when we, the twitch stream i like to watch every day and was um you know, streaming the video game award so you know his live reaction to it and everything 
And we all seen it. Like, we seen Vin Diesel was like, it's Fast and Furious with dinosaurs. <laughs> and that was the joke that we made and everything. And then when we seen the anime, it looked, it was, the anime looked pretty good and so does the game and everything. I live it's, my yeah, life a quarter mile at a time. Oh, well, Fast and Furious is like, it's, I mean, it's, it's live action, but it's basically an, a, a car anime. So I, I, I would all, like if it's Fast and Furious as an element to it, that would never be a detriment from, from my perspective. I, I will say, um, though, I mean, you're living you're living one dino at a time, um, but quarter dino at a time. Yeah, quarter dino at a time, you know, living on a prayer over here. Um, but all right, before we get too far away, yeah. uh, I have another segue. OK, um, you're talking about Twitch, Twitch streamers. I want to talk about the recent ban list that Twitch has put out, um, especially since this affects most of you guys. Um, so Twitch came out just the other day and officially said that the words – so before I say the words, I'm going to build this up a little bit. Um, if you're on Twitch, there's obviously certain words you can't say. Like you can't say racial slurs. You can't say derogatory, derogatory words or anything like that. Um, words that were recently – brought to this list were words that classy gentlemen you like to use such as simp incel and virgin if you use those words you will now be banned on twitch and i think that is hilarious as someone who doesn't browse reddit at all but can only imagine the type of breed of people that would go on twitch and start calling people simps incels and virgins I find this absolutely hilarious. I won't do that now. Like, I, I don't, I'm not on Twitch for very good reasons, uh, but I kind of want to start a Twitch channel and see how quick I can get banned from Twitch. Uh, that see, should be here, a video for YouTube. Here's the thing. The actual simps, incels, and virgins, they wouldn't come watch you. They have a very specific streamer type that they like to go watch. Mm. Um, the very specific streamer types that will also throw cats on stream and or give them alcohol. Um, <clears throat> stuff like that. I need a cat. Um, if, if you don't have, if you don't know that reference, you don't know. If you know, you know. Um, so yeah, I thought that was hilarious that the fact that we've been calling Sip has been one of the best, not best, I don't want to say it's cool or anything, but it's just been one of the most common insults that you see on the internet in the past couple months and then apparently it's to the point where twitch's ceo is tired of it maybe because she just keeps getting called a simp all the time i don't know but mm, we need to figure well, this out we need to ban some words well you, you can see what happens when uh, a word goes past it's the the threshold for what it's supposed to be in reference to like if somebody compliments a, a twitter personality who also happens to be particular gender that they have an affinity for they could call the simp it's like okay well now people are afraid to say anything nice because then they get they get called it so yeah. um this does uh seem to be uh an overcorrection uh but if it's an overcorrection well then okay well what what was what happened what's going on there now yeah. i mean all i don't know like i have you know some different friends groups on facebook some different forums i hang out with and people use a pretty uh, uh harsh language uh mm -hmm. if you ever play more how and you go to one of the um yep just the, the frontline servers, the river <laughs> of bile is dense and the river runs so quickly. And I, I just laugh. It's so funny because I'm not taking any of this to heart. None of this affects me. Even if they're saying words that 
accurately reflect me. Um, it's, it's, I think it's when things are getting more personal and it's like one user is starting to go after another user. Now you're making, you're making it difficult for somebody to look forward to going on to Twitch and enjoying themselves, which is yeah, at the heart of all of this. You know, not everything needs to be a safe space, but there is a fair case to be made for some things do need to be safe. So people have somewhere they can go and they can recover and not worried about that. Yeah. No, me, I'm a form I'm a I'm a retired simp. Uh I am at long last I am in a relationship. I was not in a relationship for most of my life. Um my my girlfriend, we've been together for about twenty nine months. I had one other girlfriend that lasted four months and that was it. So I exhibited some of the behaviors that one might consider simpish behavior. And the bottom line is um we just have to remember to encourage I'm directing this at men, but if anybody else feels they can take this advice to heart by all means go for it mm -hmm. is you have to remember to just keep working on yourself right yeah. keep trying to find ways for self-improvement exercise find a job that um that, that works for you that you're happy with um have your own projects as, as, as long as you're continually trying to improve yourself you really don't have anything else to worry about uh, Man, I, I don't know what it would be like to like, subscribe to an only fans i'm like way past that point um, but I, I do appreciate the idea that these uh, these users, these subscribers, are they basically found somebody to worship as a god goddess figure. So the like they don't I, maybe they think there's a chance, but deep down they know they don't really have mm -hmm. a chance. But it is interesting to have like an Aphrodite, something that they can almost like commune with or pray to. Like I I, I have feelings for somebody. I need a female to weigh in on this and. You know, it's not just for, I don't know, that's me fantasizing, but like see, these hilarious conversations they have, I, I don't think it's actually like that. Okay, I'm done. See, see, that's the thing. I, where I get confused is you, like these, these, we'll call, we'll call them, we'll call them guys. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. Um, it's just statistics. Yeah. Um, I don't understand like what has to be going on up there. Like, Oh, she has. She had like. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say Pokemon for instance, because Pokemon has one of the mo most notoriously toxic uh, fan bases mm -hmm. when it comes to dudes in her chat. Yep. Um, there's like. Okay, first off, she's she has like thousands and thousands of people watching her whenever she streams, and she has thousands and thousands of subs and all that. So I, where is it in your brain? You're like, if I donate five dollars, she will say my name, and this is gonna be so great. Like I don't, like you said, it, it's like an uh, like I, what affinity does, like what? It's almost like a mind control almost for those. I, I don't want to call them weak minded, because there could some be genuinely something wrong, but there has to be something going on up there where you're like, if I give this woman all my money, she will fall in love with me. And then when Pokemon came out to have a boyfriend, she got death threats. Like, dudes. Like her tier three subs were sitting there saying how they were gonna kill her and her boyfriend because they were supposed to be together. Like that's just that's insane to me. Okay, so there are answers to the question. Um, I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what's like the most optimal one that I that I would want to go for. Some of it is I think the performers need to understand that they are presenting a fantasy. And so for them to then break that illusion by saying they're in a committed relationship, that really hurts. Uh, and people are invested in this in the same way that, like, I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, the interrupters. Um, I know 
there's absolutely no way, shape, or form that I would ever have a relationship with a lead singer because I'm already in a relationship. So, yeah. you know, aside from that yeah, one that's, cop, that's, 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 the, the, that's the reason. That's like yeah. the thing, right? <laughs> um, but, oh, oh, you know, I, I listen to, to their music uh, fairly often. And so when um, I, I got to go see the live show, there's this huge smile on my face because, you know, there, there they are. And I was happy to see all of them. Uh, but, you know, the lead singer, obviously, a little bit more. And so I, she's your perky man. I don't know. I'm just gonna. Okay, I see where you're going, but I'm just gonna move on. But <laughs> Thank you. There's there is an emotional investment. Um, there is uh, there when you ask if there's something wrong with them. I think the best way to answer that is there is certainly a lack of something, and I think there is a lack of of self worth. And just going back to what I'm saying, you know, these people, they need encouragement. They need to be told that they can make something of themselves. Mm-hmm. They need to get their individuality back. Can can I play devil's advocate? Sure. Oh, I totally understand what you're saying. And you're right. If someone – do you guys remember Zoe Berger? Um, she's the one who would, like, twerk on stream. She'd wear, like, skin-tight bikinis and stuff on stream. If it was someone like that, I Don't would worry about 100% – I would one hundred percent. I would one hundred percent agree with you. I think what you said would hit the nail right on the head. She's obviously put herself out there for a fantasy for a for dudes to ogle over her like that. But when I look at someone like a Valkyrie, Pokemon, people who I would consider respectable professionals in their field, okay. I don't. I don't continuously watch these people. I just I see clips every now and then. Um, but when I see stuff like that, where they're literally just normal people playing video games. Um, I don't understand where that fantasy comes in necessarily. And maybe because I'm not a longtime viewer of any of those channels, maybe that's where I'm wrong. But if I just see someone playing video games, I don't consider that a quote unquote fantasy of mine where when they reveal the information that they have a significant other in real life, where I just get violently angry because I spent $3,000 and I'm a tier three sub. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, in fairness, uh, I, I I don't I don't follow any of them, so in my mind, I yeah. wasn't exactly sure. To I I think I was kind of going towards Belle Delphine, which is probably not fair <laughs> at once. Level. So so that is a fair point, um, but that doesn't rule out the fantasy entirely because <laughs> there's still a core appeal. Um, I have to ask: Is Pokemon attractive? Conventionally, she attractive? is. Yes, yeah. she is. Yeah, I, I guess. That's, that's, yeah. Core, that's a core factor. She, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, when yeah. when you think of females who play video games, she is yes attractive. Yeah. So uh, so when you get to the point where someone is just like a stripper on uh, on Switch TV, at that point, the only equivalent there are the people who go to strip clubs thinking they have a chance with a stripper, um, which is an issue in of itself. But we don't have to go to to that to that part unless you guys want to hear my story as to why I'm never going to a strip club again, which we can get to. But there's still there's too many things about core appeal, right? Know. The female, they, they play games. Uh, okay, I opened up the can of worms. So, when he, do you want to hear it now, or do you want me to just keep going with the points going? Um, you don't finish your finish your yeah, point. Finish, finish, your finish point. it up, okay. and then we're gonna get to that. I want to know. Okay, okay. okay, I'll do. I, I might Cliff's knows it, but so I'll, I'll tell you guys um, just to give you perspective into what their mindset is like. I, I don't want to say the name of this person, but there was a YouTuber that I had like like a way hard crush on. This was about three or four years ago, and and I knew that she wasn't too far off. Um, at the time, anyways, and he, I started to think, you know what? I, I actually did come from a sense of self worth. 
and I and I'm starting and I wonder if I'm actually going to disprove my own point. But I thought, you know what? I am good enough. Maybe I do have a chance for this person who is way elevated above my post. So there, maybe it's actually I I don't know. I I feel like I'm what I'm saying might actually be wrong. Where it's a sense of wow, maybe I could actually go for this person, and I, I never even met the person in real life, but um we're we're in an age now we are so connected in ways that we weren't really used to for a long time so it does uh change people's uh psychology right you see a person day after day online and if they're on video you can see it as much as you want so we can't quantify how connected people actually get yeah so you're saying instead of them being incel simps that they actually view themselves as Chad Thundercocks be, and be, and, that, and that was a, and that's a discovery that I've just come to myself just now just like putting all those pieces together so that Chad could be it. Thundercocks. <laughs> uh, I, I had my response chambered so I didn't respond to that but that's <laughs> I couldn't avoid it's... it. I was going to just stay hushed up because like you know I understand make a joke and let it go but I just couldn't. <laughs> All right, Charles, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on the whole uh, – you, you haven't talked much this subject, so I want to hear your thought on incel simp virgins and Twitch banning it or specific instances or anything like that. I just think it's just stupid what Twitch is doing, just banning words just because people use it too much and everything. And honestly, the only people I ever followed on Twitch or even sub to is people I watch on YouTube that I liked a lot. Like the dude I've been watching like every day whenever he's on. He's like the one dude I would like do more than willing like donate to. He's a really awesome dude, and he's freaking. And we always have good discussions in his chat and everything, and he always freaking um, put, puts up with a lot of crap that people put do um, doing his like chat and everything. He like he never gets like really super pissed off at anybody. He's like, get the freak out of my chat unless he like things really st stupid, like he would say. Other than that, he he's the dude I like to watch the most on Twitch. Is like really nice doing everything. And I really, if I was freaking millionaire, I would donate a freaking million dollars to the guy because the dude deserves it for all the other hard work he puts in. He was showing everything. You were you were almost describing Wings of Redemption, and I I immediately thought that's exactly where you were going with that. Look here, look. I don't watch Let's Wings of Redemption. I just know he's a meme. Yeah, he's the meme. Okay, so all right. One one thing I I still want to hear the strip club uh, story. Uh, but the one thing I wanted to I wanted to get into here was like before we get way too off the subject on uh, because we're gonna go to the stripping talk. Um, so when whenever you guys donate to a streamer, like if you're watching a streamer, maybe they're the opposite sex or someone you have interest in, like what's that feeling you get? Like what is it? Because the reason I asked this is um, I've helped so many streamers out, but the one thing that helped me out grow was shouting people out especially when they donate and stuff like that because people want their names to be seen so what's your feelings on because maybe this can answer like maybe some of our, the questions that are being asked when other people think i might have a chance this woman is it because she's acknowledging you is it someone that you're getting to know like what's the feelings you get when you are donating to a person that you like so when i've don't i i regular if i'm watching a streamer um if I'm not subscribed, like YouTube now has this thing where you can be a channel member. It's kind of, it's kind of like a subscription on Twitch. Yeah. Um. If I if thoroughly enjoy your comment or uh, content, I will subscribe or become a channel member or donate some way because I feel, I, me personally, I feel that you are giving me all this content. 
um if you need to fund that in some way so i could keep continuing to get this content i will help fund that because that's just how i feel so when i donate to a streamer or if i'm a channel member or anything like that it's more so just i'm paying for content like i'm just i'm paying to watch content that i enjoy and i want to help make sure that it can continue to make um there's this one guy on youtube i watch his name is boring channel he cheats in csgo but he doesn't do it to like be good at the game he does it to be funny and it's i find it hilarious and i've been a channel member for like four months now and i don't expect him to acknowledge me every day i expect him just to continue making content is that's all it is okay so your your feelings on it is you know you're wanting to pay for the content that you're receiving correct exactly yeah like even you've or or like your case i've donated to your stream multiple times yeah and it's mostly to make your friends mad Mm -hmm. (laughs) in stupid challenges or something like that yeah so your your whole thing is you want you're paying for the content you see charles what about you because you brought up there streamers that you would donate thousands of dollars to what what's the feeling you get whenever you're donating to another it's only like the one guy and I know for that whenever anybody in his chat donates to him, he just puts it right back in his show because it never goes towards anything for him. It just goes straight back into the show so that he can make the thing better. And because the dude I donate to is like really appreciative of the stuff that everybody does. And trust me, there have been times where we've had, everybody in the chat has gone so crazy with like donations and bits and everything and subs and everything. He's actually broken down in the tears because we he appreciates it that much and. And he he shows his appreciation because of how he you know puts himself out there to everybody and how he is towards everybody and just how you know he puts all this hard work and making his show as best as it can be and everything he tries to entertain everybody. But you know since he lost his job, which was in childcare and everything, so now he's trying to turn his Twitch and YouTube channels into a freaking his career now. And his wife is also doing her own thing on the side. Okay. Okay. So and then. So pretty much you kind of you kind of feel the same way with like James in a sense where you're trying to support the content but you're also yeah. going a little bit deeper Bowchick bow wow and trying to yeah. support the streamer himself, right? In a way. Okay. Even and- though he won't he doesn't really doesn't say it's like we're supporting him or anything we're just it's just like a thing to help out, you know, that he puts into the show and everything, but he appreciates everything that we do for him and everything. Because he doesn't expect anybody to do anything for him and everything, but he does appreciate it a lot when somebody donates to him. Even if it's only like five bucks, which I have been doing because I've been able to afford much. Okay, and then Joseph, what about you? What's that? What's that feeling you get whenever you donate to to a streamer? Like maybe maybe we can finally get this solved and figure out what's that feeling is. So what's that feeling you get when you donate to a streamer? Sure, I, I think out of everybody, I'm I might be the least involved in the streaming world. How I dare a, you? I have a, <laughs> Well, I mean, someone has to be the least, right? Unless everybody was dead even. Just, just, that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm heavily, I'm still heavily involved. Like I'm, uh, I'm a part of uh, of Guja's stream, and I, I feel like it's such a privilege to also be able to play on the stream, even though him and I are friends, been friends for years. So I'm compelled to uh, support the channel by making art for him. I do the, some of the animations. So if people go to his channel and they, you'll see little potato animations. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do those. So I have, I have two ans- main answers to the question. The first one for me, throughout all of the content creators, 
I think the thing for me is I need to feel like I can put my mind at ease because they're giving me so much content and, and I'm not giving them anything back other than my attention, which while that does actually convert into cryptocurrency, it's still not enough. So okay. I will I will support content creators when I feel like they've um, they've given me enough and I and I need to get back to them somehow. So it just kind of like makes me feel uh, like I'm holding on my end of the bargain. Um, and then also, this isn't for me in particular, but I think this is another main reason is that if you look at the channel specific points that channels will put out, and if there are channel specific goals like. I don't know, sing a song or play a particular game or mm -hmm. have a particular event. It gives people a chance to curate the experience. And so rather like than a stretch the, goal almost. Yeah. The stretch goals. Yes, that definitely uh, that's definitely one of them. So just this feeling that they're really a tangible contribution to the community. And and not in an ephemeral way that they can't actually quantify it's actually tangible and that they really are doing something that makes a difference. And people want to feel like they're making a difference. And I think that might be the core answer you're looking for okay so people what so what we're coming up to is people want to you know donate to these streamers so they they feel a part of the content and so the content can can continue to get made and that's how kind of everyone feels about it so now i'm going to ask you the audience uh let us know what you what you feel whenever you donate to a streamer and if you want a chance just saying skull hunter games on facebook we stream uh, every other day almost so i know i'm shouting myself out but or just hop in the chat and uh you know tell us how you feel about situations like this but so we don't get too far off we talked about some strippers now mm -hmm. i want to know joseph why will you not go to a strip club like forget the rest of the topics we only got 30 minutes left yeah. i don't care what happens i want to know this cool so um just so people understand it's not like this is like a scene out of the hangover um i just as as a business model i i did not like him for a long time i didn't um i you know growing up i every time i would watch a tv show and either whether i'm on my own or i'm with friends or family if i saw a female being exploited on the tv even if she shows up onto the scene and she's in a bra or something and i would feel bad for what the girls must think when they're watching that and in my own content, I can prove this, by the way, if people go onto newgrounds.com, they type in night hyphen Raider, they'll see the flash cartoons I've been making since I was eight. And the first cartoon I did, it's garbage, but <coughs> I made sure I had two female characters, two male characters, and almost everybody had at least were missing a few articles of clothing. So I've, I've always tried to be even about it. I'm not saying I'm against objectivity. In fact, I, I quite enjoy it, but I just want both sides to be objectified if we're going to do it at all. And so when we get to strip clubs, I've never wanted to go to one. I don't I don't like them. I also don't like burlesque shows, but that's because they make me feel inferior. But that's a different subject, uh, which I'm not getting into. Yeah. But so uh, so a, a friend wants to have a bachelor's part. He didn't want to have it. We had a surprise uh, stag weekend for him. So we go to Niagara Falls. Uh, which I think you guys might know about, because I think Niagara Falls is one of those few locations that's like half in Canada, half in the States. Yeah. I was, and, yeah, I was just about to ask, which side were you on? On the, oh, well, I mean, I would probably support the American side, but yes, the Canadian side is a, it's a getaway for people within uh, Canada. And so we surprised them. We, we booked a hotel room. We had a night plan dinner, um, casino, and uh, the traditional strip club. And this was the first time that I've been into 
one in like 10 years. Another one was like a downtown divey one and uh, nothing really good about that one. So this one is a money trap from start to finish. It's like there's like a 20 bucks get in fee, a 20 bucks sit to sit at a table fee, $12 for one beer. And I nursed it for the whole time. And then one of my friends decides to buy me a, a private session. And so I said, oh, cool. So he, so he does that. It, it was cool, but I didn't realize how long a song goes and you have to pay 20 bucks per song. And when they say a song, I think it's like three minutes. And so either my perception of time was completely thrown off or I had sat there and I had paid for about well, $200 worth of songs. And I'm broke, by the way. I didn't have a job. I had very little money coming in. And if you if you ever wanted to like to see an expression go from really happy to really upset on a, on a professional, <laughs> when I when I explain, I didn't realize it's just about two hundred dollars worth of songs. I'm sorry. Now I paid. I I'm gonna take it over to the uh, to the debit machine. I had to get an advance on my credit card, and then and then I just waited outside and I said, I I I knew I wasn't gonna like these places. Now, anytime somebody asks me why I'm not going back to one, that's it. So if, if, if your friend compels you to go in because you don't want to be the odd person out, just be communicate very clearly. Uh, and, and, and yeah, so just, just watch out. But it's just it's, it's an old school business model and it's predatory. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the dancers can be exploited. Uh, the guests can also be exploited too, especially if they don't know any better. In my case, and overall, I just I don't like them. And yeah, as if I needed a night to prove my case. Well, I had my night. Yeah. Well, speaking of predatory practices in America's oldest business form, uh, I want to talk about Pornhub. What? It's like just I everyone, knew this was everyone. going to be a good segue. <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> Everyone listening at work just immediately just like had to like hurry up and close out of the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not gonna get in anything. We're not gonna get anything super crazy. Yeah. Um. Just recently, uh, New York Times posted an op-ed uh, from an investigative journalist. Uh, basically, he found that uh, this website was not practicing good uh, business when it comes to their clients. Um. So basically, how it works is it's basically orange YouTube. Um. You can post any user that creates an account can upload videos and um put it could be whatever now obviously there's rules like every party has to consent every party has to be above the age of 18 etc etc and apparently there were people who were breaking these rules what? <laughs> and treating and treating um the women not so good um maybe not asking for ids or maybe knew that they wouldn't supply the correct ids um, that's as far as I want to go into that. Um, and so basically this op-ed came out and then the two biggest credit card companies in the world, MasterCard and Visa, both decided, hey, if you have our card and you try to pay for stuff on this website, because they have like a, a premium service or something like that, if you try to pay for that, you know, we're going to decline it. We don't allow that anymore. And so to try to do some damage control uh, because of years of neglect, neglectfully you know going through the content to see what's legal and what's not they decide that from now on to post any videos you have to be a verified user and i i want to segue that story because i don't really want to talk about Pornhub. um i kind of wanted to segue that into 
um, the adpocalypse on YouTube from a few years ago. So we all, we're all familiar with the, the bridge incident is what it's called. Um, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, um, PewDiePie was live streaming uh, PUBG a few years ago. He's playing on the bridge. Um, he got shot and he went to 2013 Xbox 360 mode and he just started dropping the N-word. Um, so when that happened, a bunch of major advertisers for YouTube, because at the time PewDiePie was the biggest uh, name on YouTube. Oh, he's... Um, yeah, easily. I, I, I arguably, arguably, he still is, mm-hmm. um, depending on who you ask. Uh, but so a bunch of advertisers went to YouTube like, hey, you know, your biggest guy, you know, he's being racist. And he he's not a racist, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. He's not a racist. He just did something ignorant. There, There is a difference. Um, but, you know, hey, your guy said some racist stuff. We don't want to be a part of that. So what happened was from the top down – if you were like the very top, like if you were like the PewDiePie's and all that, you know, the ads in your videos were very slim. You weren't making as much money because there was less advertising money to go around. But if you were a smaller channel, you weren't getting as much money as you were before, if any at all. Now, why I'm comparing these two instances between these two websites is YouTube, everyone craps on YouTube for their business practice because they don't like the way they do ads and ad revenue and all that. But if YouTube were to go to the route where you can only upload videos, if let's say you were a partnered channel or something like that, I think YouTube's business model would be destroyed. So I know they're two different businesses, but I mean, they have the same premise on their websites. You you want to get verified eventually so you can be part of the partner program so you can make money. Um, so I obviously we don't have to talk about the Pornhub side, but if like if YouTube, like what would you, if you're an aspiring young video maker on YouTube, what would how would you handle now having a chance of not even being able to upload your content and have your content deleted because you didn't have enough subscribers or anything like that you couldn't even have a chance to grow what would be some ways to combat that or what business like how do you see this as a successful business model so um i'm just i am going to make one uh point about porno but i'm going to do this with care and um i'm not trying to like uh, start anything with it but um it was the right thing to do um uh, as an art form and this does tie into what we were talking about earlier about you know only fans and performers is that it's supposed to be fantasy and it's supposed to engage the imagination just like with tv shows cartoons comic books films movies so for there to be an element of i don't know if this is for well, forget the real part for a second if it is real and if it's legal and well okay it's better to just eliminate that concern and get back to the health the the relatively healthier side of it which is this is just about fantasy and it's about people having some way to uh vent and 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 get the and get some of that pressure out so it was it was the right thing to do now onto youtube i think the, the main problem with YouTube, like it sounds like it's losing their way, is that they've lost their way. Um, if you go onto YouTube and you're not signed into your account, what, what do we see? We see mainstream media. We see clips from The Tonight Show. We see mm-hmm. content that is so safe and so boilerplate that no one would be displeased by it. Like, oh, foxes that say hello, which is a great video, by the way. I've clicked on it a couple of times myself because it's really cute. But it's so not trying to uh, get in on under anyone's skin that they've 
uh, they eliminated quite a few content creators, many of whom I follow, by the way. And now they've some of them I've I've been so committed to them that I will follow them to where they go. But some of them I haven't because they just fell out of habit for me. And if they don't show up on the algorithm, they don't uh, show up for me at all. So I think YouTube has made their choice, and they want to go the mainstream route. And and yeah, they 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 they've lost a, a lot of what has made them special for for so long. Time magazine cover, I think, two thousand six, where it was all supposed to be about the person. Well, these individual content creators, at one point, they were begged to be to come onto this chat to uh, to come onto YouTube. And over time, they they okay. serve their purpose, and right. over time, they're being phased out. So. They moved on to other video platforms that are going to now meet the demand. Uh, BitChute, Rumble, DLive, uh, then there's Vimeo, this is more of a prestigious video site because so they get the pages to upload, uh, Daily Motion. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if any of these video sites are enough of a contender that they'll be like Apple to Microsoft or Microsoft to Apple. That remains to be seen, but uh, YouTube has made a lot of mistakes and I'm not even done, by the way. I'm just stopping because I think other people want to turn to. Um, I, I think, I think for me being a, a, on the smaller end of platforms, even though that I've done so much with the internet that I've been able to, you know, com compact, compact. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Um, so if, if I joined YouTube today and if the ad situation just happened, I would give up. I mean, so reason i would is because of literally all of a sudden you're going everything looks up you get started and it just tanks why join a ship that's already sinking you know i but in the same sense i've already told creators like i have over 10 people on a site called d live uh it's a gaming platform uh for streamers you could do all kinds of stuff on there um but I have them on there because they're like, hey, I don't want to go on Twitch. I don't want to go on YouTube. They're so filled up with people. I was like, dude, here's something that you can do. You can sit there. You can go ahead and go on D Live and start growing. And they've been doing it good. But they know there is a chance they ain't going to grow and get money off this. But they're trying to, they're trying to sit there and start from somewhere. But for me personally, if the ad revenue tanked, I think I would take a step back. Like I might still do stuff, but I wouldn't try as hard uh, if the ad apocalypse would happen today. Uh, Charles, what's your opinion on the ad? If the ad apocalypse happened today, how would what would you do to? Or similar situation that Pornhub is facing with yeah. creators who aren't verified, not even having a chance to upload stuff like that. I think we keep dancing dancing around that. Is we keep referring to the ad pocketbooks, but I'm I was more so leaning towards the approach that Orange YouTube is taking, with completely just deleting your channel if you aren't verified, or not letting you upload if you aren't verified, stuff like that. But yeah, go sorry, continue, Charles. I was gonna say with YouTube, I honestly only do it because I was just trying to see if I actually could do it and everything. That's why I was hoping I could have been able to hit 50 subs by the end of the year. Because that, but though I'm actually happy with myself that I've gotten as far as I have with it. One sec! I apologize, guys. It's all good, man. I can't really say anything about the Pornhub thing, but as far as YouTube goes, I don't know. I As long as I'll be able to, I'd still try to grow my channel and everything, and I would still make videos, but if I wasn't able to, then I don't know. No, I'll be right back after 
think you eat something real quick because he made dinner and everything, and I just don't want to get yelled at anymore. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Cool. It's unlocked. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I think we're all kind of on the same page. We're all just kind of like, well, we would just try to find the alternative solution. We'd just do, we'd keep on keeping on, as the kids mm-hmm. would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only other uh, point that I'll make about it, I, I observed this, um, my this effect of mitosis, where YouTube, I remember around like 2000 to 2016, um, and obviously politics plays a part in this, and I'm just pointing it out because it's true. Not that I want to uh, delve into it, but YouTube was on top around that time. They were the go-to place for for videos. Uh, they've become the institution. Amazing. I just I just turned on my smart TV, and of course, YouTube is a prepackaged app. And mm-hmm. there was this responsibility for the platform to be the core video, almost like public utility. And what happened was they made choices and a lot of them for ideological purposes. They wanted to take a side. And in doing so, like I was saying, a lot of the content creators are, have been forced to move on to others. Even if they're not removed entirely, they're shadow banned. They don't show up on the algorithm yeah. because other stuff is preferred on the <laughs> algorithm. Mm-hmm. And so mitosis occurred because through ideological reasons and not necessarily through the core of the business model. And I think they, like I said, it, it really was a massive mistake. And and I think they're gonna pay for it in the long run because you'll see in other businesses, uh, um, a company might get bought out by a bigger company. And it might be that they've even developed their program with the intent of being bought out like a lot of stuff that happens with Google. We also see, well, but that happened with EA in, our, in the game industry as well, but mm-hmm. most of those developers, they end up getting absorbed and disseminated anyways. And uh, I don't know what happened to those developers, but my presumption is they end up moving into other development offices and strengthen other uh, groups, best case scenario. But what, they've, what happened here is they've created new demand. So these new video websites are now servicing a demand that not only is new but didn't have to be there if, if youtube had just kind of like look people have say what they want to say if anything if anybody's committing a, an actual crime or is clearly violating our terms of service well obviously we're going to step in and do something about it but other than that our job is supposed to and it should have been purely let the people figure these things out for themselves take a step back and let it just be a platform they, they couldn't do it they couldn't resist yeah um so i i fully agree with everything with everything you've said i oh, think yeah. you basically had the you hit the nail on the head there words uh, yeah it's words 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 are hard it's not fair dude i'm about that life uh, words i will never be able to see i'm already having trouble with words uh i'm never going to talk in a clear state but it's bad because i've been in five different shows on youtube that's it inquires me to be a voice actor. I can't do it. But I'm in. Jordan, you're a stupid idiot. The only reason why I work good at all is because I I lay awake at night for about an hour pre-preparing all of their responses and sentences for any hypothetical scenario. Dude, any any time someone sends a script back to me, I immediately go, no, I didn't. No, I wasn't. No, no, you, you gave me this. You gave me this. I ain't doing no last minute because now I'll choke on one word. Uh, but dude, I win so many 
fake fights in the shower. It's I'm an unde- <laughs> I'm an unde- I'm an undefeated debate champion in my shower. All right, my shampoo bottles don't stand a chance. Get to the next topic, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, the next topic would be us going going go get away away would be our next topic. Um, so before we go, um, do you, our guests Joseph or Charles have anything they want to add or say or start pimping their social medias out stuff like that? Well, my my recurring uh, uh, suggestion is for people to just type in Joseph Ayani I A N N I and let discovery take you where it takes you. Um, but I, I want to. I had a question chambered earlier that I would love to ask you guys. It, I think for a lot of people, maybe Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was like the game that they were really looking forward to, and it might be the first time that they've experienced a serious wow. letdown. And there was a game that I experienced that with, which was Bioshock Infinite. I still remember some of the early footage of that when they're walking around town and they've got all these context-sensitive uh, scenarios they can either get into or avoid. Uh, there's a part where Booker DeWitt points his gun at the guy and then the guy flips him off and then walks away. And I was so excited to walk around Columbia as it falls apart. And then I play the game and, I mean, it didn't really play out that way. It was like a quarter of what they were presenting. And I was disappointed by it. And I'm still burned by it to this day because I was so excited for that experience. So my question to you guys is, what game do you remember being burnt on? Um, and is there an experience that stands out compared to the others? I, I have I can... a list of games. Oops, sorry, James. All right, Charles, you go first then. Yeah, Charles, go ahead. I have a, I have a freaking list of games I've been disappointed with and burnt out on. Halo 5 being the, one of the top ones because... Jordan's played that game campaign with me and the multiplayer. The multiplayer sucked. And the campaign is like, I don't even know. But it was okay when I was playing with Jordan. But when I played it by myself, I was like, I just want to get through this freaking thing and just be done over with and just wait for whenever Halo Infinite comes out. Borderlands 3, I'm, I still off and on play it. But when I played through it the first time, I was just waiting to just finish it and everything because... After freaking playing Borderlands 2 since it launched, and the pre-sequel was such a disappointment too, well, I was expecting a lot of Borderlands 3 expressions. I was one of the people that stuck by, even with all that so- p- negative publicity and everything was going on, mm-hmm. especially with that one YouTuber who I'm not going to name, and everything that was going on with 2K, and now Randy Pitchwood is being a dumbass. We calling you out, Randy. And, then, and, freaking, like, and Call of Duty has been disappointing me multiple times, and I haven't even played the last two Gears of War games. Because those games just don't feel like Gears of War games to me anymore. I played through everything, every single one of them, even Judgment, and Judgment was better than these last couple. And I haven't played an XCOM game either, because but I'd rather just watch videos on that on YouTube, because I've never liked the XCOM series, and I don't plan on playing the Gears of War one. And those are like the and Anthem. Don't even get me started on that freaking game. Eighty-five freaking dollars down the toilet because of freaking that game trying to be a Destiny clone. Oh, uh, that was but a uh, are, fun previous podcast. With a slightly with slightly less passion, um, we had a segment a couple episodes ago called All Timer, where we talked about our all-time worst video game purchases or worst movie experiences, stuff like that. Um, so I'll retell that story a little bit because I think that falls. I think that's the perfect answer. So a couple years ago, I had first gotten a computer that could play video games, um, and I saw a bunch of YouTubers play this game. It was a very cool game. It was in alpha. 
and it was only $35, but it was expected to be the price of a AAA game when it came out. So I got it. Um, I should have waited on sale. That was bad, bad, bad judgment on me, but I was a dumb idiot at the time, and I just wanted to play a video game. So I, I got this game for $35, and when I utter the word disappointment, it could only be described as the same disappointment my parents probably felt on my birthday. So... The game I am referring to is Daisy. I got Daisy almost when it first came out, $35 on Steam. And it was like the biggest, like, hyped up thing for the computer world. Because a lot of YouTubers, uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that the developers paid a bunch of YouTubers or gave them free copies of the game to play this game and advertise it. Um, and that was before oh. that was before content creators had to be like hey this video is sponsored by such and such mm -hmm. you know so i got duped because i bought daisy and not only was it a flaming pile of garbage there was hardly anybody on any server because they had all learned their lesson already the lesson i hadn't learned and by the time i learned about steam's refund policy i was already past the date that i could re refund the game so now I have Daisy in my library and it will never be reinstalled on my computer again. But yeah, I think that is the game I'd have to go with. Just because it's the only one that I could remember. It brought out raw emotion, like just anger. Well, that's why me. it was the right answer. And uh home front brought anger. Sorry, Jordan. Oh, no, no, no. Um I I was just going to I was just gonna say mine. Uh I can honestly narrow it down to one. And it's Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Um, that was one of the Call of Duties I just started getting competitive with. And Activision didn't pay for this one for me. Um, so I bought it out of pocket. And it was the worst thing I've ever experienced. It was like Destiny if it just got dumber, honestly. I think I would rather play Destiny than play uh, Infinite Warfare. So that was honestly like, that made me so mad. Because like I just started getting into to the competitive feel and then playing this game I'm just like this isn't call of duty this is not what i want to play thank god the internet was around and i could do smaller tournaments for black ops still uh but yeah infinite warfare for me that was that was honestly the worst i still All think right. destiny because like i've said it's a lot like borderlands but it's up to it i'm not gonna make you play a game that you don't want to if you don't want to nothing will ever be like borderlands especially with your driving nothing will ever be like borderlands <laughs> uh charles did you have a last second topic or question or something you want to ask before we start cutting out no i'm good all right well then i'll go ahead and let you two pimp your social medias out you want to go first joseph sure so um, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at tiny anime shrimp. For those of you who are into old school, early 2000 memes, that one will check out. Um, uh, my Instagram is uh, Joseph Ayani. Thanks you for waiting. And my main web presence is my giant enemy brand. So uh, giantenemycompany.com. You'll be taken to uh, what I'm up to. And I'm also the host of a e-commerce podcast as well called the Ecom Onyx. That's E-C-O-M-O-N-I-C-S. Uh, it's a fantastic, innovative show where we're talking to people all throughout the industry. Uh, Jordan, your episode's still uh, on the way, but we're getting there. Uh, Maybe we 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 we, talk, we book we book like a lot of episodes per week. It's, yeah, it, yeah. And 
Uh, and and last uh, but not least, uh, I'm also a regular on uh, twitchtv.com slash guja, which I said earlier, but I'll spell it again in G-U-U-D-J-A-H. Uh, join us every Friday for Punch and Lunch, where we play, statistically speaking, Streets of Rage 4, but we'll see. We're, we're waiting for Halo to go on a good sale. Count me in. Just That's all you need to know. Count me in. Uh, and then, Charles, what about you? Where can people find more of you? You can find... But basically, whatever I decide to upload a video on my YouTube channel, which is called CJ the Lone Wolf, it's basic. And I actually have a video I've been meaning to record for that because I got a couple of new NASCAR diecasts, and I have uploaded a lot of videos about that. And people apparently seem to like seeing NASCAR diecasts on there, and that's just one of a lot of things I've recorded on there whenever I decide to record a video. And I had one project that I'm hoping I'll be able to do one of these days, but it's a matter of getting some of the crap that you guys have. To be able to do it and everything, and also get in my freaking POS 360 freaking working again so it doesn't overheat anymore. But like I said, my YouTube name is CJ the Lone Wolf, and it's a slowly and I mean emphasisly a slowly growing channel, like at a snail's pace. And I'm hoping that by, at some point next year I can hit 50 subs, if anything. But yeah, that's pretty much where people want to see just random like Call of Duty, Destiny, or Halo, or whatever the heck I feel like freaking record uploading that channel. And that's pretty much the, my YouTube channel that you guys, uh, anybody who wants to, they can go and watch that crap. Alrighty, we got your guys' social medias. Um, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, you can find us at Skull Hunter Podcast on Facebook. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us at Skull Hunter Podcast on Twitter. I am Skull Hunter James on Twitter. He is Skull Hunter Games on Twitter. You can find him on Facebook streams, uh, Skull Hunter Games. You can also find him on YouTube at Skull Hunter Games. You can find this podcast on uh, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. That's none of our business. And with that, we'll see you on the next episode. Have a happy holidays. Have a great new year. And we'll see you then. Bye. 2021, let's go.